Welcome to Intuitive Bites Podcast. I'm your host, Kirsten Ackerman, the Intuitive RD. I'm a non-diet registered dietitian and intuitive eating coach. My mission is to help women recover from diet culture and heal their relationship to food and body. Follow along as I speak with leading professionals in the field and explore concepts of intuitive eating, health at every size, and body liberation. This episode of Intuitive Bites podcast is brought to you by my online intuitive eating courses. Take your food and body healing journey to the next level with these self-paced online courses. If you're brand new to this topic, check out my Introduction to Intuitive Eating course. If you're looking for something more comprehensive that talks about body image healing, health at every size, and intuitive eating, check about my Food Freedom 101 course. And if you're a professional in this space looking to learn more about how to do this work with your clients, but also how to do this work for yourself, check out my anti-diet approach course for professionals. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of Intuitive Bites. Hey guys, welcome to episode 72 of Intuitive Bites. Today I'm chatting with Lexi Kite from Beauty Redefined, and we're talking about body image resilience, objectification, self-objectification, and also Lexi's new book that she co-wrote with her sister called More Than a Body um, that's releasing on December 29th, 2020. So I'm so excited to share all of the content in this episode. I feel like this topic is so important on this journey and it's covered so well by Lexi and her sister Lindsay um, in their organization, Beauty Redefined. So can't wait to, to share this episode with you. But before we dive into that, uh, I want to let you know about my new group coaching program that I'm starting in January of 2021, if you're listening to this as I'm releasing it. Um, so it starts January 15th. It runs for five weeks. It's on Friday mornings from 10 to 11 a.m. Eastern time. And it's a group coaching program where you're going to learn the basics of, you know, kind of really gaining traction on your intuitive eating journey. We'll talk about things like how to address overeating and, you know, how to really get to a better place where you're not finding yourself constantly, you know, reaching for more food and, you know, you're kind of going crazy around food in that way. Uh, we're going to address like the constant judgment ar around food, right? The, the good, bad food mentality. How do you kind of move past that? Uh, we're also going to be talking about body image healing, right? And body acceptance, how to um, really gain some footing on that work, which tends to be such a core part of this whole journey for people. Um, and then finally, we'll be, we'll be talking about, you know, joyful movement and how to kind of incorporate movement in your life in a way that is supportive and really aligns with your values, um, if that aligns with your values, right? Um, and then finally, also, we'll be talking about gentle nutrition and where that fits in, what that looks like, if you're ready for it, all that good stuff. Um, so the cost of this five-week group coaching program is $199. And if you apply the code New Year when you register, you'll get $20 off. The best way to register is to go to the link in my bio on Instagram, which is at the intuitive underscore RD. 
click the link in my bio and it'll be one of the first links you'll see new year intuitive eating group click that enter the, the coupon code new year um, and you'll be registered all right guys that's all i have for you so let's go ahead and listen to my conversation with lexi kite all right lexi we are good to go so i would love to start by you sharing a bit about yourself and you know what you do Okay, I am Lexi Kite. I am half of the um, the founders of Beauty Redefined. I have an identical twin named Lindsay, um, who lives in New York City, and I live in Salt Lake City. Um, we both graduated from the University of Utah with our PhDs and our master's degrees. We graduated in 2013, so it's been a long time. Like I am officially <laughs> old. <laughs> Oh my gosh. (laughs) Our PhDs are in um, body image and um, in media literacy. Um, And that started from like, it was, you know, 10 years of college without taking a break, but we both felt very driven to do this work to help alleviate some of our own shame around our bodies, but also to help so many others do the same. Um, so we run the nonprofit Beauty Redefined, and we we just published a book called More Than a Body that um, we are so excited about. It feels like the biggest break we've gotten in our careers. And we're so excited. awesome. So amazing. So I, yeah, let's start there with just like telling a little bit more about this book. I obviously have had my hands on it the past few days, so I'm super excited to talk more about it. But um, I don't know what, what was your vision for this book? Like, I don't know. How are you, you know? Yeah. Let's start there. <laughs> yeah, oh my gosh. People have been asking us for years if we're going to write a book. And I've always scoffed and said, Oh no. Like I wrote a dissertation. Lindsay wrote a dissertation. It was exhausting and terrible. <laughs> and I just, I didn't know if I wanted to go down that route again. I mean, we've been being like public scholars for many years. You know, we didn't go the academic route mm-hmm. um, because we want to share our work with the biggest audience we possibly can. So the dissertation was different because it was exhausting and we knew not that many people were going to read it, even if we published excerpts of it in journals, you know? Right. But a couple years ago, it's now been more than two years, a literary agent approached us and she just seemed different. She was familiar with our work because she had a daughter and was a big fan of us and just like kind of explained to us how she sees our work being different than a lot of other people's work in the space, which we knew, like we really tried to position ourselves as something new and different. Like this idea of body image resilience being the key to alleviating body shame, not just getting angry at how women are represented, not just expanding beauty ideals so more women can feel beautiful, but absolutely turning the subjectifying culture on its head by pointing it out and then using that pain to become more. And when she kind of pointed out to us what she thinks we could do and how many people could benefit from our book, she kind of talked us into it. And I'm glad she did. It was you know, an incredibly difficult thing to do. Um, but honestly, it feels like the timing is right. We've been going through a global pandemic for a year. You know, people are exhausted. Our body image in many ways is in worse shape than it was before the pandemic started for a lot of people. Um, And we have this, this idea, this, this honestly, this like really revolutionary model of body image resilience that can help people turn this 
awful disruption to their relationship with their bodies of a global pandemic that can help them see that pain, that disruption as an opportunity, as something enabling mm -hmm. instead of like disabling in many ways. And yes. we're hoping that book can do that for people. We have high hopes that, <laughs> that we are carving out a space that people desperately need to see themselves as more. Yeah, I, I love that. That's amazing. And I, first of all, I want to get into talking about body image resilience because I've heard this term thrown around and felt like I knew what it was, but then I like was reading, you know, reading your book and I like saw a very like, you know, to the point definition. And I was like, oh my God, like I've kind of skirted around this topic, right? Without even knowing it. So yeah. it's so cool. And I want to ask you more about that, but I also want to echo that you said like in many ways, you know, potentially our body image as a whole is worse now getting through, you know, kind of in this pan mm -hmm. pandemic, through this pandemic. And I just want to echo that I've really seen that in my work with clients. And I don't know if like the way that I kind of view that as a dietitian and someone, you know, an intuitive eating counselor, I feel like for a lot of people, they were clinging to the, you guys talk about like clinging to the life raft or whatever, mm -hmm. um, but also like in the food realm before the pandemic. And then all of a sudden this huge thing was like thrown in and like people had to reevaluate their relationship to food. They were like yes. presented with food in a different way. And I feel like that brings the body image stuff up, right? So is a body image disruptor or however you want to say it, yep. it really like brings that to the surface. And I feel like that's where a lot of my clients are right now. And a lot of us oh. as, as humans, right? <laughs> Absolutely. This has shaken all of us out of any comfort zone we ever thought we had. You know, so many of us were clinging to this really uncomfortable comfort zone in regards to our body image, our relationship with food, because you know, it was uncomfortable, but it's all we ever knew. We, we control our lives by controlling our food so desperately, you know? We have that one salad place we go to every day during our lunch break. You know, we eat this at our desks at this time. And then all of a sudden, you're at home. 24 hours a day, you don't have access to the same food you did. So many people lost their jobs and, and literally don't have access and don't have, you know, the money to be able to afford how they used to eat to control their life in that way. And honestly, we have more hope than anybody that these really difficult challenges can be an opportunity to see another way, to see your situation, to realize that maybe things aren't as comfortable as they should be for you, that, that you could maybe rise in the face of this challenge and have a healthier relationship with food, a healthier relationship with your body, with movement, you know, with how you use social media and on and on. So that's what we're trying to help with. Yeah. So seriously, when you think about it, the timing of this book, like, it's just like, wow, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that I is something. So. so let me ask you just like really directly, um, what is body image resilience? So body image resilience is the core of all of our work. And it's a, it's a phrase we have been throwing around for a long time, but is extremely difficult to, um, to really define in Instagram snap shots, you know, in just little bits of information. And because it's so foundational to our work, we've kind of protected it for a little while. Like it's definitely in our online course, but it's not something that we've really defined until our book. So body image resilience is the opportunity to rise in the face of your challenges because of what you've been through, not in spite of it, to use your pain as an opportunity for growth, not in spite of it, but because of it. Every single person in this world, especially girls and women, 
face so many terrible circumstances in their bodies, with their body image, with their relationship with food, with um, objectification in general. Our book, um, it, it takes place around this metaphor where we describe little girls. It happens to little boys too, but we use female pronouns throughout our book because our research is centered on women. Um, and we describe what it looks like for every little girl to start dipping her toe into the waters of objectification. You know, when you're little, you're on the beach, you're playing in the sand, you're in your swimsuit, you don't think twice about what you're wearing, you are not ashamed or self-conscious in any way. And then over time, when you go to school and you hear other kids talk about their bodies or gossip or bully you, when you see the girls that get attention from the boys and you don't, when your mom talks about her body or her diet, when you see, you know, and on and on and on in media, you start dipping your toe into the into these waters of objectification. You're invited in. Suddenly you're all wet. You're in the water and you can't imagine any other way because it's cold out there. It's uncomfortable out there. You want to stay in the water. It becomes your new comfort zone, even though it's awful. It's sucking the life out of you. All you can do is tread water. That's where we live in this space of feeling so defined by our bodies, feeling like as we can fix our parts, that will fix our lives. You know, then we'll qualify to be loved, to be healthy, to be successful, to be popular, to get engagement on social media, you know, whatever the thing is. And so we spend our entire lives in this comfort zone life raft, as we describe it in the book, constantly evaluating ourselves from the outside through this term self-objectification, where we picture ourselves living instead of just living. We literally split from our bodies. We become a body and a person who monitors their body. And um, self-objectification and seeing it and fighting against it is key to all of our work. It's, it's one of the things that sets us apart from other activists and scholars in the field, especially um, working in social media and trying to trying to share body image advice um, on social media, we um, we really try to push forth the message that you're slapping a bandaid on the body image problem if you're just helping women feel more beautiful or see their flaws as more beautiful. What we want people to know is that you are more than beautiful. Beauty is a fleeting feeling. Of course, we want you to feel beautiful, but we want you to know you are so much more. Um, and I could go on and on and on all day. But I, <laughs> I love that. I love that so much. And I think that um, what I was going to say is that like, and what you talk about in the book is that a lot of these like body positive type campaigns or whatever you want to call it center on and make trying to make more women feel beautiful and it was really interesting how you guys talked about how that was still problematic and I think it kind of you know parallels with what you're saying but can you speak a little bit to that how we see a lot of that out there as yeah. body being body body positive yeah absolutely you know when we started our graduate research oh, so many years ago um like 14 years ago um, nobody was really talking about body image. It wasn't a buzzword. You know, body positivity was not yet a thing. We didn't see celebrities being vulnerable and opening up about their own, you know, problems with disordered eating or body shame. And it's really amazing that we've come so far in such a short period of time, relatively speaking. Um, but what we've seen as, as time has gone on is that, you know, body image is, is maybe worse than it's ever been. 
girls and women feel so defined by their bodies more than maybe ever before because of social media. It's just exacerbated this very visual culture um, because of, you know, cosmetic surgery just through the roof every year because of the fashion and diet and weight loss industries and beauty industry and anti-aging industry just compounding upon us um, with, you know, we're just like berated with, mm-hmm. with advertisements, with we're in every conceivable way. And what we're seeing is that a lot of well-meaning people and organizations and campaigns um, kind of co-opt this body positivity rhetoric by helping women see themselves as beautiful, reminding them they are beautiful, reminding them they, they are worthy flaws and all. And if they could just embrace their beauty then they can change the world. And what we see in that is a, is a problem. We see that a lot of these really well-meaning people are actually reinforcing the importance of beauty and bodies in the lives of women. And when you reinforce beauty as the central, you know, tenet of, of power, of value for women, you're just sucking the life out of them. Mm-hmm. And we are stuck trying to find our confidence and our happiness and our health in our appearance that is fleeting power. That is power that can be taken from you as freely as it is given. The second a new ideal comes into play, you know, just a few years ago, it was a very, very thin ideal. And now, as we all know, it's a very, very thin ideal with a very big butt and very big boobs and very big lips and very thick eyebrows, you know, and these changes are constant and unattainable on purpose. Mm -hmm. So what we're trying to do is, is not just expand, um, whose bodies can be viewed as valuable, we are trying to help women be seen as more than bodies, trying to be valuable as more than bodies. And that is central to our work. And honestly, what we believe will be revolutionary for women. You know, nobody asks men to prove their confidence by posing in Speedos or, you know, they don't ask men to prove their confidence by taking makeup free selfies because we don't require men to wear makeup, you know? Like if you think about the fact that I don't know many men that think about their eyelashes every day, you know, or that think about the size of their pores or that they are going gray or that they have wrinkles on their forehead. These are things that are, that are, are prized in men. You know, it's stately. It makes them wise. It makes them sexy, rugged and handsome, you know? Right. It's so for women. Oh yeah. It's so interesting. Like pointing that out and thinking about like how, maybe it's not as helpful as like kind of we think that it is to be like, you know, love your pores or like love your blah, blah, blah. Like, cause it's still this body focus and that body focus is what's hurting us. Yeah. I thought it was so interesting. And this is kind of back to that self-objectification. How do you guys talk about in the book when you ask the question, how do you feel about your body? Mm-hmm. It's we break, many of us break ourselves down into parts. Well, I, I hate this. I don't like this. I I'm trying to love this, or I'm really happy with this part of me. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's yeah. wild, that that's how we feel about our bodies. We feel about the, how they, the objects of them look <laughs> like the different yeah. that, that speaks exactly to the problem with refocusing on beauty as what we need to attain in order to be happy. Because like you said, our research shows that the vast majority of girls and women, when you ask them, how do you feel about your body? They will respond through self-objectification. They will respond as if they are looking at their own bodies through their worst nightmare of how somebody else would, would look at them. You know, we picture ourselves from the outside. So we say things like, 
you know, I, I like myself okay, but I'm, I'm going to feel a lot better when I can fit back into those jeans. Or I'm getting really self-conscious of my aging body, or I just had a baby and my boobs are saggy now, or whatever the thing is. Right. We talk about each other from the outside. The yes. way to alleviate that problem is not to expand the notions and the boundaries of who gets to be considered beautiful, but to absolutely blow that out of the water. Mm-hmm. Body image resilience is the next step. Body image resilience is the ability to name your pain, like name the abuse, the assault, the catcalling, the gossip, the self-objectification, the shame, the diet your mom put you on when you were nine and denormalize it. It is not okay that we have all experienced this pain. It is dehumanizing for girls and women across the board that we experience this pain day in and day out from the advertising targeted at us from influencers with their filters and their sponsored posts. It's all, it's, it's not okay that we all have to feel this shame and be reminded of this every day, that we all are required to self-objectify every day. Right. That halts our progress, our happiness. It halts our ability to be more in every conceivable way. Mm-hmm. So powerful. And I feel like this, there's like that necessary anger, right? That, that about oh, yeah. that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So Lexi, I would love for you to just share with people, like, I feel like, you know, so many people feel like this body image healing journey, whatever that means, like, it's just so big. And like, you know, a lot of, again, a lot of the clients I talk to, we work a lot on the food stuff. And again, I find that it brings the body image stuff to the surface. So, Mm -hmm. and then they're just like in this really overwhelming place where like, I, they often express to me, like, I feel like body image is really the core thing. So I'm just curious, like if you can like speak to that person that's listening right now, like anything about like where they could start or what does this, this journey really look like or mean, or, you know, something tangible to hold on to. That is such a great question. And you're right. You know, we talk about in the book that in many ways, body image is one of the last barriers for women, for the most successful, happy from the outside, just look the most beautiful and ideal among us. Mm-hmm. Almost everybody deals with this body image thing that holds us back. So for anybody out there that just feels like the body image burdens they carry are insurmountable, I want you to know that, know that you're not alone, that your pain you experience is not unique. Most of us experience this. Even the most beautiful among us experience this heavily because So many beautiful women have been praised and valued for only their beauty. And then as they start to age or gain weight or whatever the thing might be, all of a sudden they're invisible and their power has been taken away, you know? So it goes for everybody. I I want you to know you're not alone. I also want you to know that this is a lifelong journey. And when you embrace that, that you can't fix this with a book or an online course or following a bunch of awesome people on Instagram, this is a lifelong journey. And when you come at it from that perspective, that you are you are on this journey, which is such a cliche word. I don't like (laughs) fill it in with whatever other word you want that can kind of help you have some compassion for yourself that it's okay. In our book, we talk about the fact that everybody responds to these, we call them disruptions, these body image disruptions in one way or another. Every time the little ones and the big ones, the injury, the illness, the weight gain, the weight loss, the compliment somebody makes about your body, whatever the thing is that disrupts how you feel about your body, you respond. You just don't 
always know how you respond because it's just been such a normal part of your life. Like so many of us respond um, by clinging to our comfort zones through shame, through hiding ourselves by sitting out of events or opportunities or even going to the grocery store if we don't feel like if there's a zit on our face or, you know, whatever the thing is, we, we hide or we fix, you know, we're constantly buying new products and services and, and monitoring ourselves in the mirror. And this is how we just body monitor the life out of our days. But in our book and in our work, what we're hoping to do is show people that there is another way. Body image resilience comes one step at a time, one reaction at a time to every disruption you have to your body image. I want to share two things you can do right now or two new frameworks right now. The first is the subtitle of our book. Your body is an instrument, not an ornament. This is a paradigm shift that can truly change your life. When you look at your body and experience your own living, breathing body that has been with you your entire life since you were born as an instrument for your use, your experience, your ability to experience the world and to serve the world, instead of an ornament like you have been taught to see yourself, your life can change. The way you look at fitness and movement will change because your goals will not reflect wanting to see the number on the scale change or your dress size change, but your goals will, will reflect wanting to get some movement in every day to help your mental health, to help your confidence in being able to move your joy and gratitude because those endorphins pump through your body and you feel great. But that instrument mentality, it isn't just for people who have just a perfect physical fitness. It's for all people whether you have a chronic illness, like so many of us do, whether you have an injury that's keeping you on the sidelines of your life, when you see yourself as instrumental, as embodying yourself instead of ornamental, viewing yourself from the outside, you see your, your lungs as instrumental to keeping you alive, feeling the breath in your lungs. You see your voice as instrumental, your writing, your ability to communicate, your ability to reach out and hold somebody, to call somebody, to text, to sing, to create. All of these things are ways that you can bring joy into the world and you can bring joy to yourself. I want people to recognize all the ways that your life will change when you take on this new mantra. I want you to memorize the mantra, my body is an instrument, not an ornament. The second thing um, that comes to mind just immediately is something we talk about in our book that Lindsay shared a really personal story about that I love, um, which is that we want you to prove yourself wrong. A lot of us live in our own heads, you know, as we talk about self-objectification and shame. We live in our own heads thinking that we are wrong, that we are embarrassing, that you know, if somebody saw you in your swimsuit or your underwear or in that outfit or in that picture, you're so glad you deleted, they would just be disgusted. You know, we think about how other people think about us all the time, our worst fears. We live in this place of anxiety. What I want you to do is prove yourself wrong. If you live in a place of anxiety where you can't imagine, you know, going to the store or to your friend's house or that work event without mascara or without your eyelash extensions or your eyebrows, you know, on or whatever, prove yourself wrong. Prove that you can still show up and be you. And even if somebody says, are you feeling okay? Take it as a funny opportunity to say, this is my face. You know, this is most women's faces. You just are used to seeing us all with makeup on. Woof. You know, make it funny. 
um, prove yourself wrong. Lindsay, I don't want to share Lindsay's story completely, but I'll just say that, you know, we, we both did our graduate work in Salt Lake city, Utah for a long time. It's, it's a beautiful city. It's great. But Lindsay needed a change after many years. She'd always dreamed of living in New York city, but she always pictured a thinner Lindsay in New York city. You know, the kind of women that we see walking down the street in every movie and TV show filmed in New York. And for a long time, she thought like she might need to meet that goal. It just like in her head, it wasn't anything she'd written down, you know, even as a body image expert. And all of a sudden, one day she realized like her heart pounded faster. She got that. She got choked up. She got goosebumps realizing that she could prove herself wrong and just do it anyway. And it all worked out incredibly beautifully. Lindsay's had the most amazing experience walking the streets of New York in a body bigger than she ever pictured for herself. Mm-hmm happier than she ever could have imagined. The same goes for me. If somebody had told me um, how much I weighed right now, when I like 10 years ago, Mm -hmm. and they just told me the number 10 years ago, I would have been like, Oh my gosh, woof. I hope she gets that back on track. Like, I hope she's okay. I bet she's really sad. Like, is she lonely? What's going on? My life. I am bigger than I've ever been. And I am happier than I've ever been. I have everything I could ever ask for in my life including a wonderful, loving, happy relationship that just means the world to me and a beautiful baby and everything I could ever imagine. I'm probably in better shape than I've ever been because I, I am loving getting some time in on the treadmill every day. Amazing. And I just, I, I want everybody out there to know and to hear from us that this stuff is possible, that you can prove yourself wrong. You can embody yourself again and take the opportunity to live your life on your own terms in your own body and your whole life can change wherever you are right now. That is amazing. I love that so much. I love everything. I'm so excited to like share this with with people. Um, So thank you so much for sharing everything you did today. Lexi, can you please share where people can find you, where they can get your book and any other offerings or anything you want to mention? Yes. Thank you so much, by the way. This was super fun. Sorry if I talked too long. (laughs) No, no, it's perfect. You talked the perfect amount. (laughs) Okay, good. Um, We are are on all the social media platforms, but we get the best engagement by far on Instagram. So find us at beauty underscore redefined. We're also on Facebook at beauty redefined. um, On Twitter at take back beauty. And the most important thing you could do if, if, um, what I said resonated with you is to purchase our book. Just it's our offering to the world. And we hope that it can change even just a few lives. The book is called more than a body by Lexi and Lindsay kite. It's available everywhere and anywhere you buy books um, (laughs) in English across the world and in other languages soon. Oh, so awesome. And it's December 29th, right? That's when it releases. Yes. Awesome. Thank you again, Lexi. Thank you. All right, that's a wrap on episode 72. If you want to hear more from Lexi, I definitely recommend following her and Lindsay's Instagram page, which is at beauty underscore redefined. Um, And then you can find them at beautyredefined.org. And don't forget to check out their book, More Than a Body, that's releasing December 29th, 2020. I've already gotten a chance to flip through it and read some of it, and it's absolutely phenomenal. Such an amazing tool on this body acceptance journey. 
Um, and finally, if you're interested in the, my New Year Intuitive Eating Group Coaching Program, it is kind of a limited, uh, we have limited availability left. So go ahead and go to my Instagram page at the intuitive underscore RD, click the link in my bio and register that way. Um, and don't forget to apply the code New Year for $20 off. Um, all right, guys, that's all I have for you. I hope you have a good week and I will talk to you soon.